One of the best big men in basketball just gave a near 60-piece. Joel Embiid, 59 points. How do we feel about it? I mean, it's about time. That's a little it's heavy crazy. to get started. About time is <laughs> a little wild. It's crazy. It's crazy as that may seem, but I feel like they, the Philadelphia Sixers need Joel Embiid to step up while James Harden is out because we know James Harden, how he kind of started the season full throttle mode. And we're, we, everybody's been kind of waiting for Joel Embiid to kind of like, you know, get back into that MVP form that he was last year. So it was nice to see. I'm very excited for Joel Embiid and very excited for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Same. I mean, it is a regular season. So, I mean, obviously, we know um, they got a lot more things to accomplish. But um, for now, 59-point near trip dub is, is actually pretty crazy, especially um, the position that he plays. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know. Um, a, you think he's the only – I made a post. I think he's the only big man that can do what he, he did last night. Well, the only big you, man, yeah. That's, I mean, that's not – that? only big man, yeah. I mean – it, it's tough for any big man to score nearly 60. Nearly 60 is a lot of points. Like This isn't even like a um, a 30 or even a 40-point tripped up. This is 60. Yeah. Being able to score 60, there's not a lot of players that can do that. And then yeah. when you combine the fact of of um, notching off a near tripped up is actually pretty crazy. But yeah, I would completely agree. Almost more so... It was a quadruple dub. Yeah, I would say more so the 60-point the part, though. Not the, yeah. the, you know, the crazy other numbers, but the 60-point. There's probably like a handful of guys that can do that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, only reason, only reason I ask that because like we always hear to talk about the bigs in the league and stuff like that. We hear about Giannis. We hear about Anthony Davis. We hear about Nicole Jokic. It seemed a lot of a lot of bigs had a phenomenal weekend this past weekend. Sabonis, Anthony Davis that I just mentioned. But the reason why I ask that because the way Joe and B kind of got his points and his buckets. Like we never seen a big man that can... Score. He's a three-level big that can play in the post, play the traditional way, but he also can get on the perimeter and get down at the second or third level on the basketball court. So he's a three-level big. Like, he can play in the post, three-level, at all, every level, but he also can, like, he has a pureness to his game. Like, the, he was hitting fadeaway shots, you know, in between pull-ups. So that's 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 heavy. Like, that's tough. And he, play, he provides elite defense as well. So it's no... I don't think it's no big. Even Nikola Jokic, he can score at every level, but he's not giving you the defensive side of the ball. Giannis, he can be dominant, but he's not giving you the scoring at every level on the basketball court, even though he's going to give you the, the the points in the elite defense, but he's not scoring at every level the way Joel B can. Anthony Davis, he's done it before, but we haven't seen that version of Anthony Davis in a long, long time. So that's what I'm saying. Right now, it seems like Joel Embiid is probably the only big that's capable of having a performance like that when we look at every level on the basketball court, dominating the post, can hit fadeaways, can hit threes, and also give you elite defense. That's It was very impressive. If there was one player that you had to choose that could actually score 70 in a game, who would it be? I can tell you straight up, mine would be Stephen Curry. Um, the reason why I say that, obviously, threes would be needed. Um, yeah. It's not just going to be a, you know, you're not going to get 70 points by just scoring in the paint. So if I had yeah. to choose one player, it'd be Steph. It's crazy. I mean, um, it depends. Like James Harden is prime. We saw James Harden with a sixty-point triple double performance. I mean, Clay Thompson if he gets hot, we've seen Clay Thompson. So it's a lot. I feel like a lot of guys can go get seventy if you let them go. So I think it's more so like the coaches and the team stopping them from getting seventy. But 
on a lot of nights, a lot of guys I'll probably pick to get 70, really. But I'm not mad at the Steph Curry pick. I mean, 70, 70 is a lot, though. Not, this isn't like 50. Like 70 is... Because yeah. I think, too, I think 70... I, I, I want to say Steph because of the fact that I think he would be able to control his scoring more, if you will, right? Like, there's some players that would be able to get it because of free throws. There's some players yeah. that you, you mentioned, Clay Thompson, it would require a lot of catch and shoot. But at some yeah. point, if you're going to get 70, some of it is going to have to be because if you had the ball in your hands and just went out and got, you know, a bucket. Yeah. Um, obviously, KD's name could be mentioned. Yeah. Um, Dame, maybe, maybe Trey, Luca. But even then, ah. Only why I mean I might hesitate with those guys is because they still have some sort of responsibility to facilitate as well. Um, yeah. But either way, seventy is a lot of damn points, and yeah. you know for a fact it's going to have to be threes, unless it's like a a, a Shaq type player versus a bunch of. It's crazy. Maybe it, it may, it's <laughs> it's crazy because it could be Joe and B's low key. Well, we just talked about it. If because a lot of people talk about Joe and B, and what he did was phenomenal last night. But a lot of like former players and former big men that played this game at a high level, they always talk about they want Joe and B to like dominate in the post. Like if you really think about it, like Joe and B, he's shooting fadeaways and stuff. It looks like for a visual and aesthetic standpoint, it's very appealing. Like I love to see. I love to see a modern day big that can get busy in the post and also can stretch all the way to the three levels and hit crossovers and fadeaway shots. But like what did Joe and B just say? You know what? I'm going to be like Shaq. And literally just like dominate the first look because he's bigger than everybody and just dunk, get fouled because he's a great free throw shooter as well. So just imagine that if he decided when I'm not going to worry about shooting twos, I'm not going to worry about shooting threes. I'm just going to get my ass in the, in the paint. <laughs> I'm just going to attack and, uh, dunk, and dunk uh, and dunk. That would be nice. But I think the, the closest thing and the only thing we'll probably see to that nature would be Giannis. Um, just yeah. because nowadays everyone is a perimeter player. Apparently everyone is... Finesse, everyone wants to be on, you know, the outside. And there's nothing wrong. At the end of the day, Joel and B did just put up nearly 60. So that's not a yeah. bad thing. But in terms of what you're talking about, just straight up like, yo, low block only. Low block, let's go to work. Low, yo, let's run a pick a pop. No, low block. <laughs> play yeah. after play after play after play. Yeah. There's, you know, especially too, because it's unfortunate that the only player in the league right now that could probably do that is probably Joel and B. Unless there's someone that yeah. I am completely missing. <laughs> Probably Joe it's Joe B. Yeah, it's Joe and B. I don't even think Giannis can do it because Giannis doesn't right. play. Especially low he's block. operating a post. Like Giannis is, is get the ball full steam ahead, get to the rim. So being in a low block, like it really could happen. Like that's the crazy thing about it. And I think that's what frustrates like former players. Like Shaq always talks about it and just like probably Philadelphia fans as well because it's like he should be like, he should be like high. 50s field goal percentage is like close to the 60s sometimes but it's just like he he gotta show his back <laughs> I'm not mad at him but it's at just all, like at all I'm, I'm, say I'm at not all. mad at him at all but like especially when the playoff time comes like that's the opportunity for him to really dominate at the first level of the basketball court and show use his strength use his body get in the you know use his footwork because he has some of the best feet this league has ever seen he's one of the most skilled big men this league has ever seen if not the most skilled ever so it's just like it would be nice for him to operate in the post especially when it matters the most in the playoffs the only reason why I don't have a problem with him not being so um, eager to be on a low, low block 24-7 is because he's actually good at um 
you know, on the perimeter as well. Uh, he yeah. has a jumper. He's able to, at his size, still put the ball on the floor. But there's some guys are like, all right, man, I know you want to be versatile. I know you want to do more on the, on the court. But damn it, just do what you do. Because <laughs> the other shit just ain't working. So forcey for Joel, you know, he can um, do other things on the court that ultimately result to him scoring. But it's, it's there's also, a list of players that, that, that don't have that back. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's also easier for me to say that looking at different eras. Like, the Jerome B plays in an era where, like, he gets, he's going to get tired because of the way the pace of the game is. Like, the pace of the game back in the day was very, very slow. So it's much easier where the game was way more half-court. Now, only times we only see the game in the half-court setting, basically in the playoffs, like, when things really slow down. But, like, imagine him, like, all right, I got to get in the pace. He'd be like, damn, sometimes I need to take this 15-footer. <laughs> sometimes I need to take this. I've been running up and down this court, like, yo, let me, I'm, I don't really feel like getting in the post and doing all that. So I understand it, too. That plays a huge factor as well. Yeah. But, you know, I think in order for them to win a championship, he can't be the, that guy that's trying to Euro. <laughs> I don't think, you know, um, and, that's, and that's for them to win. Like, if we're zooming out and looking at the, the potential of them winning a championship, not just yeah. him winning MVP or them getting a top three seed in the East, whatever. For them to win a chip, I think he has to be that guy that's like, all right, he is legitimately yeah. unstoppable on the low block. We have mm-hmm. to send a double. We are now forcing him to kick it out to shooters and let the shooters hopefully, you know, beat us. But I don't yeah. think that you feel style like, could win a championship. You feel like he's on James Harden's time? Where, like, we've seen so much of James Harden in the regular season and what he can do in the regular season. Now it's just kind of like, only thing we want to see is the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I won't. So to answer your question, yes. But I won't take away from this specific moment just because mm-hmm. of a 60-piece is rare. Had he gone out and gave you, you know, 32 and 14, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, you know, good game. Way to work. But 60, I, I, I don't care what you, I don't care how many championships you have. I don't care how many times you may have, quote unquote, choked in the playoffs. 60, or any, I know it's 59, but 59 is a lot of damn points, right? That, yeah. that's, that's not something to just randomly walk by. But generally speaking, yes, I do feel like at, you know, at mm-hmm. some point it's, okay, we acknowledge you are great. We know we acknowledge you're an MVP candidate. We acknowledge that you are more than here. No one is ever going to be surprised at what you do anymore during the, the course of the season. What's next? Yeah. 100, 100 points over two games is still crazy, though. Nasty right? work. It's nasty really work. nasty work. Um, <laughs> especially <laughs> very, as a big. Especially as a big. Very impressive. But like you said, I just want him to stay healthy. I think he's not going out to the MVP this season. I think he kind of last year was supposed to be the year. Unfortunately, he didn't win. But – I'm hoping he could just stay healthy and be right. And I'm hoping James Harden can get back and we can really see what this Philadelphia Sixers team can do because it's been a rocky start. It's been a rocky start for a lot of teams. Like you mentioned, you talk about Stephen Gurry possibly scoring 70 points. The way I'd be looking at the, the Golden State Warriors watching these games, like he may need to sometimes. Like it may be a situation right now with the Warriors, like it may be a game where it's close where he need to go out and score 70 because it's just like – Whatever's going on with the, the Golden State Warriors, it's not looking pretty. Their bench has is, is, is been terrible. They have like a, a top three, top five offense for their starting five, but their bench has been horrible. Wiseman is, is three years. We're three years in. I know a lot of Golden State Warriors fans want to talk about upside and its size. You can't teach certain things. But let me tell you something. If they're not going to play defense, if he's, not gonna, if he's unplayable, that – Passing up on Lamella Ball, I hate to keep going back to it. It's going to make you look, keep looking like, damn, like we in year three and this guy not even playable. 
So it's 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 some issues going on in Golden State Warriors. And I know it's hard to repeat and stuff like that, but they're looking kind of nasty. Cap or no cap, the Golden State Warriors will return to the finals this year. Um, as of right now, I'm gonna say cap. As of right now, if I if if they turn it around the next 10, 15 games, but as of right now, I'm gonna say cap. And the reason why I'm gonna say cap is because <laughs> the title of this podcast should be do the Warriors have a perimeter player that can actually guard? Because Klay Thompson can't guard no more. Jordan Poole on the floor, on the defensive side, is horrible. You know what? Steph Curry is probably their best perimeter defender right now. I'm not talking about Wiggins because Wiggins is like a I was going to say, what are, what are we doing Wiggins, here? Do you, do you not Wiggins, want to Wiggins, is Wiggins, like a, all? Wiggins is like a three. I'm talking about like a really like your one and your twos. I so, don't feel Okay, like, so I, I would make that question more specific. Who can guard other, I guess, backcourt players. Because to say that, you know, who can guard um, perimeter players and then not mention Wiggins or who can do, guard perimeter players and okay, then just do mention the Warriors, guards. Do, do the Warriors, I mean, he's not, Steph, Andrew Wiggins is not a guard. He's a small forward. Well, so I'm, I, I'm just saying based guard, off your do question. They have a guard, do they have there a guard go. that can guard? Do they there have a go. guard? Do there the Warriors go. have a guard that can guard? That's, okay, there we go. And right now we're looking at it. We look at Clay Thompson. We look at Jordan Poole. We look at Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry may be their best defender. And that's oh. nasty work. <laughs> Shit. Well, you say it that's a lot like that. It kind of no, makes that, you. That's yeah. nasty work. And Stephen Curry has improved on his defending throughout his career. But right now, for the guard position, Stephen Curry is the best guard that can defend on the Golden State Warriors. That's nasty. That's that's nasty times. And I know Clay, what happened with the in the past with the injuries and stuff like that. Jordan Poole, you know, he can't guard a moving chair. And if those guys aren't offensively <laughs> Not a moving chair. He can't guard a stationary chair. If those, <laughs> if those if those guards if those guards aren't providing what you need offensively, it's like damn, you know, like. Well, I mean, got, at least though in their defense, they can put up buckets. At least in their defense, yeah. they can score the basketball. Um, and I mean, it all comes down to matchups. Um, I think, you know, obviously historically speaking, the West has been loaded with, um, you know, great point guards. But if you think about the, the matchups that they would have to deal with come playoff time, off-rip, you think about the Clippers. Um, they may need more wing defenders as opposed to guard defenders. If you think about the Suns, um, they may need more um, a player that can stop Book as opposed to their one. Um, yeah. If you think about the Nuggets, even if, um, obviously, Jokic, when you mentioned Jamal, even if you want to slide Andrew Wiggins on Jamal, I think that's you know somewhat okay. Now, maybe Ja down there in Memphis might have some things that he going, you know, say about it but it's I nasty. think when you well, of course of course but um, at the same time it's still Stephen Curry so as much as we might say they may have some trouble defensively in the backcourt I can assure you Stephen is going to cause hell to whoever it is that you know of, of course going to go to him you don't want a situation where before like Clay and all those guys came back where you're in a situation where Steph gets tired because he's like carrying the load throughout the regular season, which we already talked about the bench, the issue with the bench. Like if their bench is providing nothing and you're relying on your starting five and then now you're expecting like Steph Curry got to do all the things that he has to do and then he has to play defense as well because Clay's not able to guard the, the best guard anymore. Jordan Poole can't guard. And now you just got Draymond and, and Andrew Wiggins like what the hell looking at each other just with their hands up. And then Wiseman is not a viable option. So it's just like it's – it can get scary real quick. Um, 
We'll yeah, see that. Uh, I, say, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I, I'm here to hope. I mean, you're right. You, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, there have been players in the past who have had a, uh, extremely high expectations. And hey, that just comes with the territory. So hey, Steph, if you got to put up an extra four Steph or five a game. Hey, Steph well, I, Oh yeah, of course. I'm not blaming him because yeah. again, they're, they're not, they haven't gotten like swept in the first round or some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, if that's what Steph has is happened- here. For the, right, that's what I'm saying. If that's what's happened for them to win a championship, hey man, sorry bro, I really am. But <laughs> get it done, <laughs> play up. <laughs> just, that ain't that ain't. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, King. Yeah, you still got score though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, conversations need to get had because, like we were talking about, I think we were talking about earlier in the season about Clay Thompson and and Draymond Green, like us Slow what's, down. What's, I see where this headed. I see where this headed. Slow down. They just won a championship. They're still the reigning champs. That's all. That's fine. And this is like this, this is probably their last season together. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably their last season together. And right now, you know, Draymond, yeah. after all that that shit that happened off season, Draymond is looking like, well, you know, I'm I'm here. Like I'm still. Have we ever <laughs> have we ever seen a legitimate farewell tour of a big three before? No, not really. I mean, go to go to say war should be embracing themselves. This because this is this is it probably because I don't see like Clay Thompson is a phenomenal player. If he can still get you twenty points per game, that's great. But if he can't get you twenty points per game on a consistent basis and he's not defending at a high level, how do you say you're gonna re up him? Because essentially, what he what he's gonna become in the latter end of his career. It's essentially just a a three point shooter. When we talk about three point shooters, we talk about guys like Kyle Culver. We talk about guys like All you right. know Duncan Robinson. We talk about All guys right. like Matt Shrews. We talk about guys like Joe Harris. Like nobody's gonna. And I say that because like you look at like Duncan Robinson. He got a four year ninety million dollar contract. He can't guard a lick. That's why he ain't playing in Miami. Joe Harris, I don't know what happened to Joe Harris. I don't even know if he can shoot the basketball anymore. But he had that phenomenal season. He could shoot, you know, he was shooting very high. And now it's just like he's not even playing that much with the Brooklyn Nets. So that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody's going to pay that. The Golden State Warriors ain't like some of these other organizations where they're just going to be like, oh, one great year, you know, let's, let's, let's give you a bag. And I'm not saying Miami is a bad organization, but, like, they should have waited a little bit before, like, let's see. Like, we always talking about, let's see if this, like, this is consistent. Like we always talk about like guys having a great one year. Like, all right, like Julius Randle. I try to tell Knicks fans. <laughs> <laughs> like he had an all NBA season. They was talking about Julius Randle, top 25 player. I was like, pump the brakes. Like, let's <laughs> let's let's slow down. But hey. Oh man. Knicks fans. It is what it is. Man. I tell you, man. Is hope, Julius, the, hope, hope the Bay Boys get right. Yeah, we we we're gonna see. There's there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. Um, you know, over the course of the season. And I, and I think yeah. they can. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because of the fact that they are four-time champs. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say things got to change, but... Them young players not ready yeah. either, they just... Like, I everybody's talking that. about Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, this year three. Like, they not ready. Yeah. Yeah. They're not I, ready. I don't even think it's just a, a they're not ready thing. I think it's more of like they have some pretty big shoes to fill. Like, they're not replacing like a team that has won uh, 20 games last year. They're in an environment where they are used to winning championships. So even if you feel like, um, all right, you know, their time is now or that they got to 
You know, mm-hmm. um, their learning curve is different. They're they're on a team that is used to winning championships. Like that's not normal. Um, yeah. Let alone making the playoffs. So I do think it's going to take some time, at least for those guys. But I mean, they're still they still have their core. People, they still have their people, core. A lot of people got caught up in like Jordan Poole with his development. And we were talking about like, yo, this is the first time ever we've seen a, a team that were able to develop their young players and win a championship, maintain with their core, which is true. But that only young player that really was developing was Jordan Poole. And that was like more so like self-will of his own, like his doing, like his getting to the gym, his like putting the work in, his like doing all that. Like to become a better basketball player, if you look over the course of the past few seasons, that was more so Jordan Poole. Now I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors, where it's just like we're talking about development. Like you're supposed to be developing Kaminga, you're supposed to be developing Wiseman. Like Wiseman ain't played. You know he's had plenty of time to, to develop, even though he's been hurt. It's just like Kaminga, what's really going on if these guys can't provide you nothing in a regular season? Some people will say, well, they're, they're, they're young players. They need to be on a, um, a team where they can get more minutes. That's what you always talk about. It's just like, eh, well, which one would you rather prefer? Would you rather be a rookie to get minutes so you can develop your game? Or would you rather be a rookie that get drafted on a championship caliber team and win a championship? It's, it's I'd rather, hard. I'd rather, I'd rather championship. Personally, I'd, I'd rather championship. Um, eh. I think it's I think it's easy it's easier for <laughs> no, guys yeah. that, it's Actually, easy for no. guys it's easy for guys that are like we I feel like you're like a Kyle Kuzma or like you spent three or four years in college or like a Norris Cole who spent four years in college that's more easier for those guys to come in and adjust because they kind of already like this is who they're gonna be but when you're a Kaminga where you're a Moody when you're a Wiseman and you're scratching for ten minutes a game fifteen minutes some nights maybe twenty five minutes one night maybe another eight minutes. You can't develop that consistency. You can't really work on your game because it's just kind of like, like you said, we got championship aspirations. And what happens if you're not playing, the best experience is experience in the NBA. If you're not playing, these guys don't practice. Like in the NBA, they don't practice. Like they're, they're not practicing. So it's just like, how do you get better? It's tough. Getting get in the damn gym. The Tough. Should have drafted the Lamella ball, but it is what it is. But now, you know, hey, everyone learns from their mistakes. Um, but yeah, y'all, we're going to see you on the next episode. Y'all already know what it is. Peace. <laughs>